The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Kurt, and welcome back to Farlands or Bust. Yes. I heard you, Spider. I heard you. You actually kind of freaked me out a little bit when I loaded the game, and then all of a sudden, psst, I hear in the background, that was actually a pretty good uh, impression of a spider, was it not? <laughs> hey, I've played this game far too long. But yeah, welcome back to Far Lands or Bust. Speaking of playing a game for far too long, we are on episode 543. That is a long time indeed. Today is Thursday. Thursday. I have Tuesday. I have Tuesday written down in my notes, but I know for a fact that this episode will be going up on a Thursday, December 24th, 2015. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, indeed. So, happy Christmas Eve and eventual Merry Christmas on the following day. From your old friend Kurt J. Mack. We are uh, continuing here in Farlands or Bust and continuing to raise money for Child's Play charity at farlandsorbust.com. Hold on. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> That's much better now. I'm feeling a far more, far more uh, in tune with my voice. Radio voice. But, uh, yeah, we're raising money. Farlandsbus.com for Child's Play Charity, getting toys, books, games to kids in hospitals around the world. Last episode, I unveiled the Kurt J. Tat initiative. Not to be confused with the Jason Statham initiative, the Kurt J. Tat initiative is by the end of the year, before 2016 begins, let's say the last time zone <laughs> uh, on Earth before the international dateline changes over to 2016, if we can raise $15,000, that's 25% of the way to our $60,000 goal, before the new year, I will get a Minecraft-themed tattoo in the year 2016. I'm not saying right away. I'm not saying the following week. It could be February, March, even. Uh, but I will get a Minecraft-themed tattoo. Thinking... Thinking of the uh, the block, the the grass block that for the longest time was pretty much the Minecraft logo, just without the text. I'm not gonna have the text Minecraft on it, but just the block, a piece of art. Uh, I've, I've, some people were saying, "Oh, why not the floating block of ice?" True, that's a little bit too specific to me. I feel like I would have to explain that for the rest of my life a little bit more in detail as opposed to, oh, that's a Minecraft thing that somebody might recognize. Yes, because Minecraft changed my life because I started doing this YouTube thing that then became my job that hopefully is still my job in the future years when I'm explaining this tattoo to people. <laughs> so that's why I'm thinking there's something a little bit more... What's the word I'm looking for? A, a broad, a broad stroke of... Uh, the Minecraft influence in my life and not a specific reference to a specific moment in this specific series of my specific YouTube channel. But, uh, yeah, so if we raise and reach, excuse me, $15,000, uh, that, that doth declare will be met and I will doth do that. Indeed? Indeed. And we are at right now... <clears throat> Uh, we are at somewhere where my, my throat is like, no, no, no commentary is happening today. 
Oh my gosh, what is going on? Hold on. I'm in the ocean here, but let me let me grab a, a, a sip of water. All right, not even, now it's, <laughs> plus America, it's the opposite problem now. All right, la 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 la, tip of the tongue, top of the teeth. All right, I think we're ready to continue now. Okay, so we're at now, we're at now exactly $13,000 at farlandsrobust.com raised for Child's Play Charity this season. Everybody, uh, well not everybody, but most uh, people seem to be inspired and interested in achieving this new goal. Got some very generous donations, a lot of new questions to be answered in these upcoming episodes as well. But yeah, we are at 13,000, so that just means you've got a little bit more than a week to raise just $2,000. That's simple. That is so simple. We raised that much in like a five minute span during the Mindcrack Marathon, did we not? But yeah, just $2,000, and we will be at $15,000 and a quarter of the way to our $60,000 goal. Raised for Child's Play Charity, and any amount counts, any amount helps. Uh, like I said, to get these toys, books, games to kids in hospitals around the world. Even a $1 donation, you know, that could be used to, uh, you know, buy a game or an app on an iPad that the, the hospital has that they, that they uh, allow kids to use. While they're while they're there, while they're sick, while they're getting treatment or whatever, uh, any amount counts, and uh, the more uh, we get in, the, the sooner we'll reach this goal. So yeah, that's good times. I do appreciate all the donations. We got some uh, generous donations without questions, but uh, generous donations from Gemini five six three, Sir Woof, and uh, Carmen actually has a question, but Carmen. Oh no, actually no question from Carmen, but uh, Carmen is the one who actually got us, did the, did the, the, did the little maths, did some math, and, and got us to the exact $13,000 and zero cents. Carmen basically just said, supporting the Kurt J. Dat initiative, hoping to welcome you to the wonderful world of tattoo art. I also wanted to recommend vitamin E oil for healing after day two or three. Well, we're not quite at that place yet. <laughs> like, I haven't even picked out the tattoo, or where it's going, or the tattoo place, the parlor, uh, or artist. So we'll we'll take things one step at a time. But I know there is vastly different and very specific recommendations from tattoo artists and X Y Z about certain types of lotions and healing things. Uh, you know, certain remedies that supposedly are supposed to help. Turns out are like, no, no, don't do that. That's going to make it fade or blotch or, or whatever, or, or this, that, or the other. Uh, so I'll be, as an obsessive compulsive consumer of all things, uh, you, you can count on me to obsess and compulse over over the, the, the pre, during, and after of getting a tattoo for the first time. Uh, and that's another thing. This will be my first tattoo. A lot of people are saying, oh, the more you raise, the bigger the tattoo. Or, or maybe just start the, the sleeve, the Kirchheimack sleeve that you've always wanted. Well, <laughs> I think perhaps it's a good idea to, to start small. Uh, you know, for all I know, I could I could get the tattoo and be like, nope, that sucked. That's not for me ever again. So I don't want to like start a giant sleeve and then be like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> Let's not finish that. Uh, so yeah, that's that's why I feel like this is a good uh, a good first tattoo. It it means it means something. 
So uh, yeah, we'll we'll go forth with that. But yeah, I appreciate all the uh, the enthusiasm. Some I, I figured this was kind of you know some people are are anti-tattoo, or perhaps aren't uh, aren't down with uh, the inking of the skin, uh, and have expressed their their concerns. Therefore, and that's all right. That's okay. I understand that. You can still donate to Child's Play Charity. I still encourage you to do so, uh, regardless of whether or not it's the Kurt J. Tat initiative or not. Like I said, I was eventually probably going to get a tattoo anyway. Uh, this is just a little bit of a way uh, to expedite and convince the process uh, for, for myself, from you guys. Uh, so it's really, you know, <laughs> it's not something that I'm like, oh no, I don't want to get a tattoo, but if you guys do it, I'll have to get one. No, no, it's not like that. Uh, it's not anything like the hot pepper challenge or, or any sort of charity uh, marathon goals like that. This is this is a little fun uh, initiative. These initiatives, just like before, I was eventually planning on uh, buzz cutting my head. Uh, but then I invented the uh, the Jason Statham initiative to be like, all right, I gotta do it, and I'll make a video on it. Uh, and I did it, and I had the buzzed head uh, actually up until about a month ago, <laughs> where I'm now allowing things to... Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm trying to think of a funny word. I I'm allowing the follicles to... Uh, to re-sprout. <laughs> I was trying to think of like a, an agricultural term. It's, it's harvest season. No, no, I suppose harvest season would be the buzz cut, but... Uh, <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah. Uh, I think that wraps that up. Farlandsabus.com. Keep donating. I appreciate it. Oh, I guess another uh, Child's Play charity news. Not really too much of an effect on, on you guys at all, but uh, my, my contact at Child's Play charity, uh, Jamie, who helped even way, way back from the beginning when I was setting up the charity for, uh, for Farlands or Busts, uh, helped me set up back when it was like the, the chip-in widget. Remember that? And then when they made the transition to their own donation tracker widget thing, uh, walked me through that. Met her a couple times at the PAX uh, conventions. Uh, just overall extremely helpful. She did a lot with the organizing of the, the community stuff and, and doing a lot uh, for Child's Play Charity. Also worked for Penny Arcade and did a lot with the, the PAX stuff. Uh, but she, yesterday I think it was, announced that uh, she... Uh, will be uh, leaving her position at Child's Play Charity and at uh, Penny Arcade for for other ventures and adventures. Indeed, it was you know it was nothing bad or anything like that. But it's just uh, she's been there for well she's she's been there longer than I've been doing YouTube. I, I think she was there when I started uh, the Child's Play Charity thing. So well over five years at least I think, and I think she was actually one of the first full-time employees of Child's Play Charity, of which they only have, like, three now, including her, so it's not like they have big overhead. Uh, but yeah, I think she was kind of uh, one of the first uh, people to really be dedicated to the Child's Play Charity, uh, and, and really it's it's grown exponentially since then. Uh, so yeah, she will be, be leaving. She has nothing, I don't think, anything specific, uh, or at least she hasn't said anything specific, planned for her future. But, uh, yeah, all, all is cool, and, and, and the best of luck to Jamie and her pet corgi, Ranger, or Sir Ranger Danger, I think is what his name is, uh, that she posts a lot of pictures on Twitter of, so cool stuff indeed. It's, it's all good news all around, so let's go to sleep and continue with the good news. Oh, really good news I got for you in the morning. <laughs> And a good newsness. 
Good news, Wolfie. I saved 15% of my car insurance by switching to... <laughs> no, no. Yesterday, oh, yesterday uh, in the last episode, I mentioned how SpaceX... We got some space news. SpaceX was going to launch the upgraded version of their Falcon 9 rocket. Launching, what, I think, nine satellites uh, as the payload. But then also attempting to land the first stage of that rocket back at uh, Cape Canaveral, Florida. Pretty much the launch site, not the launch pad itself, but, you know, about a quarter of a mile from the launch pad, uh, which was crazy. Uh, it hadn't happened yet. It was happening that evening. Uh, I was recording on Monday, uh, so I didn't have the updated news. Snarky yellow text popped in later to, to tell you the good news. But I was watching that live, and I've got to tell you, I have not been so nervous for a rocket launch since it was, uh, you know, manned rocket launches, The or I'm sorry, crewed, crewed, crewed rocket launches uh, of the space shuttle, you know, when there were seven human beings atop the thing. Uh, you know, just the, the whole countdown is a very an anxiety-causing uh, uh, system that they've <laughs> worked in there with their launches, but the whole countdown... Uh, just, you know, thinking the last launch of the Falcon 9 from SpaceX, uh, unfortunately, ended in a loss of the rocket and the payload, which was the uh, the Dragon capsule headed for the ISS. They had a, uh, pretty much at, uh, <clears throat> while the first stage, <clears throat> excuse me, was, uh, you know, still in the atmosphere and still accelerating, uh, it broke apart due to a, a faulty strut that was holding, like, a helium tank or something uh, that caused a rupture, and uh, everything went out the window there, unfortunately, uh, which was the first loss of the, uh, a dragon capsule uh, at launch. But, uh, you know, that was, that was, a, that was a, it was a blow. I suppose it wasn't totally... You know, there's always a possibility, so I think they had that in the back of their minds, but uh, it was a bit of a blow. Of course, out of the woodwork came all the folks who would try to uh, to tear down and, and decry the commercial spaceflight uh, programs. But uh, to bounce back with a brand new rocket, pretty much an upgraded version of their rocket that had never been flown before... And then say, oh, we're also, by the way, going to be uh, landing <laughs> for the first time in history. An orbital launch first stage turns around after deploying the second stage and comes back and lands on land vertically to be reused later. Uh, absolutely insane. And they did it. And they totally did it. It was, uh, it was very nerve-wracking. And it was... Uh, they. The webcast, being as this wasn't a NASA mission, it wasn't being carried by NASA TV or anything, it was just being carried by the SpaceX uh, Broadcasting TV. Uh, SpaceX.com slash webcast, I think is where they do it. Uh, it you know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot going on. So you had, okay, uh, first stage, Miko shut down and separation of the second stage so that the satellites would be boosted into orbit. Now the, the, the first stage <clears throat> is doing its... What is wrong with my voice today? <laughs> all right, let's try again. And then the first stage has its uh, re-entry boost burn and, and all this crazy stuff. So we're watching like two things at once, making sure the satellites get in the proper orbit. But then we're also concerned and thinking about the, the landing. 
and they cut to it just in time, and it's just, you know, it's one of those things, I'm like, ah, uh, you know, even if they get close, even if they get close, the previous two attempts at landing on the barge um, got close, but uh, failed to, uh, you know, stick the landing, I suppose you could say. Uh, even if they got close, that would be pretty cool. And they'd already kind of, it was already just written off to them, they were just gonna ditch the rocket anyway, so this is just a test to be bonus, and, and they stuck the landing as if it's something they've been doing all along, and, and it was really cool because they have all the SpaceX employees in their mission control, which I think is in California, in their mission control, or is it in Texas? I honestly don't remember. Uh, they, you know, they were all there and huge cheer and yelling from the crowd and applause and hugs and everything like that. You'd think we'd landed on the moon again. Uh, almost! <laughs> and it's pretty crazy that it happened and it worked. Uh, I suppose as a note, they're not actually going to be reusing this rocket. That's the eventual plan. You save the first stage, you can refurbish it and reuse the engines, which are really expensive things, which are just normally, like I said, ditched in the ocean. Uh, you can reuse the engines, you can reuse the, the whole first stage, pretty much, and, and save a whole ton of money, both reducing the cost of launches and and also, you know, which would help further fund other launches and, and SpaceX's uh, eventual goal of, of getting to Mars with or without, you know, uh, NASA is, is, I think, what Elon Musk is saying, is that, you know, he wants to be able to use uh, what he's what he's doing now to, to get to Mars, uh, which is crazy awesome as well. And, uh, yeah, so that... Uh, that worked. <laughs> I was very skeptical. I mean, I was even very... I gotta stop being skeptical. I was skeptical of the Curiosity landing as well, because there were so many moving parts there. It had to deploy the chute, it had to do the sky crane crazy thing, where it had to slow down with the rockets and then gently let go and uh, sever the cables and... Uh, you know, it all had to happen like this, and it had to land on its wheels, and the wheels had to... You know, I was just like, I'm like, that, that'll be a miracle if that works, and it worked! Uh, so yeah, everything worked. But yeah, they're not going to be reusing this rocket because, being the first rocket that they've returned, they, they want to actually basically tear it apart and really inspect each and every individual part to see how it weathered the, the, the launch and then re-entry and then landing, if there's any damage or, or anything, adjustments they can make uh, to, to durability. Uh, to see. So yeah, this first rocket is not going to be reused, but that's the plan. That's the plan for the future. And uh, wow, that's that's uh, that's pretty crazy. And it was pretty crazy to be watching it live. That was a uh, it was a good time to be had indeed. I certainly hope you were able to watch live as well because it was whoo. <laughs> it was a it was a hoot. <laughs> I I say. I think the next thing that I'm skeptical and very uh, nervous about is the James Webb Space Telescope which is billed as the uh, replacement of Hubble. It's a space telescope, obviously. It's got to go into outer space. Uh, but it's comprised, I think it has nine, nine main mirrors that are all shaped like uh, octagons. So they all are like stacked together and then they unfurl. Uh, uh, it uses more, I think it's uh, based in like the infrared uh, wavelengths as opposed to Hubble has infrared stuff, but it has, it's mostly an optical telescope. It's got that, it's got the big old sunshade, which is this multi-layered 
fabric thing that protects it from the sun so you don't get the interference of the heat infrared from the sun uh, it's got to launch out to I think it's going to uh, Lagrange point out beyond the moon so that's in a steady orbit and the, the you know it's not orbiting around the earth so it's it's always able to just point wherever the heck it wants to um, that one just selected they just selected the Ariane 9 to be its launch platform but that is a hugely telescopes are very delicate there's a lot of moving parts there it's already years and uh, billions I think of dollars over budget and past its its due date uh, it's kind of a little bit of a sore topic to talk amongst fans of spaceflight and stuff because some people are all for it yeah unlocking you know we'll be able to like see the farthest we've ever seen in the universe and I'm all for that as well and uh, might even be able to like uh, image the the more detail the surface of exoplanets and stuff although I don't know that that's really what James Webb is gonna be doing but uh, uh, you know you better age age the the age of the universe and blah 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 uh, but all of its its delays and, and overruns of, of its budget are eating into budgets for other programs and uh, so it's a little bit of a sore point but yeah that's kind of the next one that I'm gonna be kind of like Ugh. Let's, uh, fingers crossed for that one, but the Ariane 5 is, has, has been an incredibly reliable launch platform uh, from uh, ESA, and uh, I think that's a French French launch platform, I do believe. Uh, huge, huge rocket. Uh, but yeah, that the whole thing with SpaceX got me kind of really excited. I'm like, oh, I gotta start looking into getting back to these NASA socials. Because now, <laughs> if you go to a SpaceX launch, you get to see a launch and a landing all in one right there in like a, the span of 20 minutes <laughs> it's, a, it's a twofer it's a two for one so uh yeah i'm kind of gonna be keeping my eye out for that stuff maybe 2016 will be the year of the rocket launch hoping you know they're saying 2016 is going to be the year of the the falcon 9 heavy that's kind of the one i was holding out for but that again has been delayed quite a bit but i don't know perhaps with this renewed energy of of success and uh, pith and vigor, uh, SpaceX might uh, move that up and, and, and get that out there and uh, hopefully they, they do something where uh, little old folks like myself can uh, attend and enjoy that as well because that's going to be a, a crazy, crazy thing to see indeed. Like in that case, I think, but in that case it pretty much has three first stages. It's basically three Falcon 9 strapped to each other. Are all three going to return? That would be crazy. <laughs> that would be insane. Um, I could imagine just the central stage would return. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that would be nuts. <laughs> well, you know, all this stuff like, you know, NASA hasn't even, tr NASA hasn't even tried returning a rocket like SpaceX just did. And SpaceX just did it, so, woo, I'm excited. I just talked an entire Minecraft day about it. I'm clearly excited. And uh, I hope you are too, because that's one of the main topics here that we always talk about in Farlands Bust. Space news. Let's go to sleep. Speaking of space, that's a little bit cloudy. Not good for observing. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna try to get to some of these questions. I've got my list of questions is is now beyond the bounds of my vertically uh, portrait mode monitor here. I've got a scroll bar. Uh, so we got to get to those, and we'll do that in the morning. And uh, space newsness. 
stuck the landing. Uh, yeah, let's get to some of these questions. Uh, like I mentioned, Carmen uh, got us to exactly 13,000. Thank you very much, Carmen. And for the uh, the tip, perhaps, on taking care post-tattoo care, I do have a question here from Doc Gratis and daughters Lizzie Busy Bee and E.M. Star. Uh, Doc Gratis might sound familiar because uh, Doc Gratis donated to the very first $820 fundraiser for Child's Play Charity way back in June 2011 that we met in like five days. Partly thanks to Doc Gratis. Welcome back. Well, you've I've seen other stuff from you as well, but welcome back to uh, to helping us out get towards the, the Kurt J. Tat initiative as well as now your daughter's. With all this talk recently of commercial space, hey, theme, <laughs> what do you think will happen first? Crude Mars mission, either orbital or boots on Mars or its moons? Chinese crude lunar mission or commercial moon asteroid mining operations, crude or robotic? Hmm. That is actually kind of a tough one. I haven't been keeping up with. I don't know where the Chinese are. Uh, as far as their plans with uh, crude space flight, I know they expressed interest in going to the moon. They they had landed their rover, uh, I forgot its name already, but on the moon. Uh, and they've kind of been doing, I think they put an orbiter around the moon as well to study and stuff like that. Um, there has been some stirrings that perhaps... We, the uh, the U.S., NASA, could be eyeing a return to the moon as a sort of platform. I don't know if it's, it might have just been, uh, you know, offhand discussion or, uh, or, or you know, even just a, an editorial in that regard. Uh, but that would be cool. That would be nice. I would be fully in endorsement of that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. The, the whole mining stuff... That one company that I've also forgotten the name of, uh, that did did something on they did something on Kickstarter, where if they met their goal, then one of the satellites they would send up would be a controlled by the public or whatever. Uh, I I don't I can't remember, but I think I remember hearing bad news about them, like things weren't going well, or they were losing out on funding or, or something like that. I totally forgot to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 that's a, that's a tough one to say. I mean, if Elon has his way, uh, he's going to send the first commercial spacecraft, probably not crewed right away, but the first commercial spacecraft to Mars. So, yeah, I, that's, the, those are all things that could very well happen, like, simultaneously. Maybe not simultaneously, but, you know, they'll compete with each other for being the first, uh, first thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's really tough to uh, consider mining to being very economically viable. Because whatever you'd be able to mine and bring back, I don't even know if that would cover the cost of a launch to do so. Uh, but, uh, you know, that was kind of the that company's proposals, that they'd, they'd use small, cheap satellites and rockets and things. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what we would see first. I mean, even, you know, there are some commercial and educational 
endeavors to bring uh, rovers to the moon. Google has its uh, Lunar X prize, where there's all these different companies designing rovers for uh, lunar landings. I'm not sure what's become of that. Basically, the moral of the story is, is I'm not following things closely enough to to have a proper answer for you. Uh, but yeah, I mean, hopefully all those things, right? That would be great. Uh, there is, I think it was recently funded. What am I trying to do here? I'm gonna make a, I was gonna make something else. Oh, a piece of bread so I can get my hearts back. Uh, that uh, a, a Europa mission has been initially approved by NASA to to like to start doing the, the the research to say okay what kind of a mission shall we go to to Europa so there's funding there for the initial uh, exploratory uh, research to get a, a mission profile proposal you know a lot of people are saying oh should we just send an orbiter should we send a lander should we send a drill uh, what what sort of thing should we be sending to Europa that's the moon that is covered in ice but underneath the ice is a liquid ocean of water, <laughs> liquid water, salty, briny water. Uh, it's the moon of Saturn. Uh, I believe Cassini just flew. It, it has the big jets of geysers of, of this water that are coming through the cracks of the ice that spew off into space. Ow! Well, so much for getting those hearts back. Oh, I'm still all right. This this chest piece is going to break, though. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's just been approved. So, yeah, I don't know. It would be... it's hard to say. It is hard to say. But I'll take all of those things, please. And then some, if you don't mind. Let's see here. Hmm... All right, it is midday. I'm like trying to find if there's any like other space to stay on theme, but I'm not. There's so many questions. It's, all the text is bleeding together. Let's talk about from Jens or perhaps Jens. Maybe Wolf. Is that it, Wolfie? Wolfie said so, so I'm believing him. Asks. In one of your Twitch live streams, you had a whiskey break, and in the fuzzy background, it appeared like you had a bottle of Ardbeg and Monkey Shoulder. Would you care to do a short review of them? Uh, it's been so long that I don't believe I would be able to. Yeah, that was uh, back when it was Whiskey Wednesdays, which like lasted about two Wednesdays. <laughs> we, uh, I made a little bit of a, a video looping background for like, I'll be right back or we'll start soon. Uh, where I, like, had a, those bottles in the background or whatever. Um, yeah, I did get Monkey Shoulder. It was good. I mean, it's a good, uh, more affordable, better better quality than, say, your mass-produced Red Label or, or Black Label Johnny Walker. Uh, the Monkey Shoulder, I remember, was uh, a lot more kind of drinkable on the rocks or straight or whatever. Uh, certainly no single malt. And then I, I had the Ardbeg. I didn't have... You thought I had the Ardbeg Korvrekken? I had the Ardbeg... Uh, I forgot what I had, but it was something else. That was... That was... I'm trying to remember. That was good. 
I think, though, that was a little bit more... Or am I thinking of... See, I, I've forgotten already. I'm trying to remember if it was the art bag or if it was... Uh... Uh, there was another one that was just really... Peaty. It was very peaty. It's kind of that... Not, not, what's the word I'm looking for? Just that kind of mossy, uh, grassy, almost... Not sour, but almost sour taste that, that uh, certain... Depending on where you get uh, your scotch from... Uh, in Scotland uh, would uh, would come from. I tend to prefer the more uh, oaky, sweet, uh, the sherry kind of flavored uh, scotches over the, the peaty, earthy ones. Uh, I can't remember if that was the art bag. There was another one. I think it was a, sort of an S. But I can't remember. So I won't. Um, but yeah, that, uh, that, that's the way that cookie crumbles. I haven't really been drinking that much lately. Um, at all. <laughs> it's, uh, just, just the thing. I did have a really good, I went to a restaurant, uh, in, uh, downtown Phoenix. And, well, I guess I can say, it's called, uh, what's it called? Well, I've forgotten what it's called, but that, I had a really good old-fashioned. Like, they did it well. They didn't have the cherry in, and Old Fashioned typically does not have a cherry in it, or at least traditionally. Uh, it didn't have a bunch of crushed ice, like some places do. It just had one of those big cube ices, and it just had the slice of uh, orange. It was, it, was, it was a very basic, but very well-made, uh, very strong Old Fashioned for $9, I would hope it would be. Uh, but yeah, I forgot the name of the restaurant already. All right, well, there's a restaurant somewhere in Phoenix that makes a good old-fashioned, my friends, and it's nine dollars. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's like the last drink I had, and that was over the weekend, and uh, I can't remember much before that. So I think uh, I think that answers your question. Oh, and and Jens, as Wolfie told me, I should pronounce your name. If not, how about a story involving Eva? Uh, Eva is getting very comfortable here. She likes now um, sleeping on the couches and the bed. <laughs> and uh, when I tell her it's time to get off the bed, because I would like to get into the bed, uh, she does this thing where she'll start to get up, and then I'm like, okay, you're getting up. And then she'll be like, oh, just kidding, and then gets back down and lays back down. So I've got to remember to try to be pretty uh, consistent and... Uh, stern with my uh, obedience uh, encourage what's the word I'm looking for you know what I mean the commands commands are the words I'm looking for uh, so that she doesn't feel like it's going to be a, a, a positive thing to to disobey but uh, yeah that's a recent thing that she's been doing one out today December 23rd is today although this episodes up on the 24th played some frisbee. It was actually warm out. It's been cool here in Phoenix. Uh, kind of grossly cool and cloudy. Um, almost Illinoisian cool and cloudy. Uh, but today the sun peaked out. I think because rain is coming, so I think we do have a warm front coming through. Uh, but uh, I went out and, and played some uh, frisbee in December. <laughs> On December 23rd, two days before Christmas. Which is a bit of a novelty, anyway, for somebody from uh, the Midwest. Still... I, I washed my car the other day. <laughs> uh, well, actually, that was earlier uh, December. But yeah, I, I washed my car in the driveway, <laughs> which is another crazy thing to uh, to consider. 
Um, I can make a boat, I guess. If I make two boats. And then we need some wood in the next episode. And the next episode is going to be after Christmas, so... Um, be prepared to regale me with your comments about the awesome things you got for Christmas. Uh, if you do the Christmas thing, and, and if not, that's alright too. Uh, and, uh, yeah. You know what I want for Christmas? I want a tattoo! So, go to farlandsrobust.com to donate to Child's Play Charity just $2,000 more to reach $15,000. And the Kurt J. Tat Initiative will be in full effect. Also, you're helping them get toys, books, games to kids in hospitals around the world, as Child's Play Charity does. Thank you so much for watching. My name is Kurt. I will see you next time. Now it's... <laughs> God.